Today I want to uh, read like a few excerpts from the uh, introduction of Srimad Bhagavatam. And one of them is this, Vishwadharma. The cult of Chaitanya philosophy is richer than any other and it is admitted to be the living religion of the day with the potency for spreading as Vishwadharma or universal religion. We're glad that the matter has been taken up by some enthusiastic sages like Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj and his disciples. We shall eagerly wait for the happiness, happy days of Bhagavad Dharma or Prema Dharma inaugurated by the Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, this is very nice. Uh, another, another excerpt from the uh, introduction is, of Srimad Bhagavatam is, he affirmed that we are all related with the personality of Godhead eternally and that devotional service is our eternal function in exchanging the dealings of relationship. When love of God is attained, love for all other beings automatically following follow because the Lord is the sum total of all living beings too. The Lord said that, but for these three items, namely eternal relation with God, exchange of dealings with him and the attainment of love for him, all that is instructed in the Vedas is superfluous and concocted. So those are uh, three amazing uh, statements. Um, first of all, we're seeing that uh, this Krishna consciousness, Srila Prabhupada writes, has the uh, potential to spread as the Vishwadharma, that it can really spread for all in the entire universe. Mm -hmm. And that is, of course, uh, a big vision. Uh, some people might be oh, having the vision. Sorry, my microphone. So, some people might have the vision the whole world, but Srila Prabhupada is looking at Vishvadharma, at the, uh, the three worlds, at the entire universe. Um, and that, of course, is, is something... Uh, very significant and and we realize that we are just uh, very very small little uh, particles in pushing on this movement uh, and that somehow or other the uh, yeah somehow or other one after after another Vaishnavas appear in this world and that one after another Vaishnavas are co contributing to um, towards spreading Krishna consciousness and tirelessly, tirelessly working away in the world to do so. And that this is what it is. Um, Srila Prabhupada became the disciple of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And Srila Prabhupada took 
that mission of Srila Bhakti, of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur as his life and soul. And he just uh, dedicated himself. His spiritual master certainly instructed him to preach Krishna consciousness in the English language. But Srila Prabhupada took that really um, in such a glorious way, that instruction, and tried, tried as much as he could to push on Krishna consciousness. And that is something that will always remain with us and something that has touched us and where we also feel that we have to make a contribution. The contribution has, been made, has to be made quantitatively and qualitatively. Uh, in the sense that um, both there has to be the purity qualitatively and the dedication to the teachings and the principles of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in our own life. And then there has to be bold propaganda uh, everywhere and uh, based on authorized scripture. And in that way, uh, in that way, it is possible. Yes. So, and Srila Prabhupada also said, um, yes, that uh, when love of Godhead is attained, automatically love for all, all other beings automatically follows because the Lord is the sum total of all living beings. Uh, Prabhupada also highlighted this point in commenting on one of the Chatur Sloki or for one of the four key verses of the Bhagavad Gita. And he's explaining that if, if we love God, then we must also love God's creation because he's the origin of both all spiritual and material uh, worlds. So in this way, we can actually love the creation and all created beings in that way. Uh, love of God includes that. So that is very important, that love of God is not some isolated uh, matter where the devotee withdraws from the world and withdraws from other and just goes deep in that relationship with, uh, with, with the Supreme Lord, but rather that love of God includes love for all living beings and love for the Lord's creation. So that is, is, is a, a very nice understanding and a very important point um, that we, therefore, it is said that uh, a devotee offers respects to all, to all living beings, respects to all. Huh? And we are not causing anxiety to any living being. And every living being is somehow or other meant to partake of this mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, of course, uh, Srila Prabhupada was shocked when uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta actually killed a snake uh, or had it arranged that a snake was killed. And, uh, but then later, uh, he read in Bhagavatam a verse when Hiranyakasipu was killed, that a Vaishnava takes pleasure in when a snake or envious person 
is killed, that is not a um, not a wrong mentality. Um, the the whole world was relieved when Hiranika Sipu, uh, who was a ruthless oppressor of the entire world, when he was finally defeated and killed by Lloyd Nisringadev, um, it was a great, great relief. Such sense of relief is not inappropriate. Um, anyhow, then we have uh, another point where it says that something about the Vedas. The Lord said that but for these three items, namely eternal relation with God, exchange of dealings with him, and the attainment of love for him, all that is instructed in the Vedas is superfluous and concocted. So, um, of course, we have descriptions about the mode of goodness and how to attain the mode of goodness. And, uh, and although the mode of goodness is not directly dealing with love of God, it is giving us a foundation to maintain the activities that we are engaging in to cultivate our love of God. If you look at the uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, translated and summarized by Srila Prabhupada as nectar of devotion, um, and then we see the uh, description of the 64 limbs of Bhakti, it is these 64 limbs of Bhakti that are actually um, the tools for cultivating love of God. However, in order to create an environment favorable for practicing these limbs of bhakti, uh, we also need a uh, an environment of the mode of goodness. Therefore, when we are reading that uh, these three items, uh, namely the eternal relation with God, <laughs> the Lord said that but for these three items, namely eternal relation with God, exchange of dealings with him, and the attainment of love for him, all that is instructed in the Vedas as superfluous and concocted. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so now I've expanded on that. And then uh, I spoke about, uh, yeah, love of Godhead, is attained and automatically includes the love for all living beings. And this Prema Dharma or Bhagavad Dharma, this, this Dharma based on the Bhagavad, the descriptions about Bhagavatam, this Prema Dharma, this love of Prem, uh, which is inaugurated by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, and that will surely, uh, surely uh, spread all over the world. And the reason is that because nothing else is meaningful. Uh, everything else in the world is, is just dry and, 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 and not satisfactory. Therefore, uh, therefore, yes, this will be, will be there. Mm. So this Vishva Dharma. Mm. Yeah. Then we see how this Vishwa Dharma, 
uh, or this love of God uh, began to manifest in Narada Muni. And it said that all senses awakened to render service. Spiritual feelings of happiness and intense ecstasies have no mundane comparison. Therefore, it is very difficult to give expression to such feelings. We can just have a glimpse of such ecstasy in the words of Sri Narada Muni. Each and every part of the body or senses has its particular function. After seeing the Lord, all the senses become fully awakened to render service unto the Lord, because in the liberated state, the senses are fully efficient in serving the Lord. As such, in that transcendental ecstasy, it so happened that the senses became separately enlivened to serve the Lord. This being so, Narada Muni lost himself in seeing both himself and the Lord simultaneously. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.6.17 purport. So this is very significant, uh, how we see that uh, Narada Muni is an example where love of God begins to manifest in him and ecstatic symptoms begin to manifest in him. And all his senses became simultaneously awakened. So speaking about the Vishwadharma, the religion for the entire universe, speaking about love of God, then we are appreciating that real love of God is something of another nature. Real love of God is, is a whole different experience than the everyday casual experience that we're facing now, but rather it is an overwhelming, overwhelming experience of ecstasy and all the senses become totally emerged. One, one smells, Krishna, and that smell is just ecstatic. One hears, and the sound is just ecstatic. One sees, and that is ecstatic. And in this way, all the senses become activated in relation to Krishna and awakened. And in this way, um, the senses start to compete with one another. They compete with another for prominence. And one can just imagine uh, the state of consciousness uh, Narada Muni was in. In the uh, in the next uh, quote from Srimad Bhagavatam, um, it speaks about shyness of women. Uh, uh, says, which is relating to the topic of the mode of goodness that I presented further, um, that each aspect of, uh, of society has its, uh, uh, in a society that is based on goodness, um, there are qualities that are uh, ornaments of goodness. And in the case of women, shyness has been mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. This incident from the Mahabharata period proves definitely that the ladies of the palace observed strict parda, restricted association with men, and instead of coming down in the open air where Lord Krishna and others were assembled, the ladies of the palace went up on the top of the palace and from there paid their respects to Lord Krishna, 
by showers of flowers. Shyness is a gift of nature to the fair sex, and it enhances their beauty and prestige. The material beauty of a woman is an illusion because actually the body is made of earth, water, fire, air, ether, etc. Shyness is a check to the unrestricted mixing. It is nature's gift and it must be utilized. Srimad Bhagavatam 1, 10, 16. Yeah, so, so culture, the culture or the cultivation of goodness has its value because it creates favorable conditions for practicing, for taking up pure transcendental activities. Huh? And this is all part of ashram. Of course, it is said that uh, Varna Ashram must always be connected, Sansidir Harito Usnam, with devotional service, with activities for the pleasure of the Supreme Lord. And that without it, uh, it is Srama Evi Kevalam, simply a waste of time. Atapum Viadvichasrista Varna Ashram Vibhagasa. These activities uh, of Varna Ashram are always meant to perform for the pleasure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then we are linking the mode of goodness with the transcendental. And that is, that is the, the nature of the mode of goodness. Oh. Yes. But, you know, shyness in women yeah, should also not be imposed upon the modern women as uh, in the back, in the background, shy, shy, shy. That Then it becomes oppressive. Um, it also has to be, uh, be natural. And uh, it is also natural that the ladies are, uh, that have grown up in a, in, a, in a different culture are, are very different than, than the ladies in a Vedic culture who were very comfortable in that, uh, in keeping, keeping a distance. Um, but okay, some uh, naturally, some, some uh, restraint in spiritual culture, some restraint between uh, members of the opposite sex in, in dealings is there. But uh, ladies may uh, also express themselves uh, and may also uh, also certainly uh, sing, speak, or about Krishna, uh, lead kirtan, or, or such things. Um, that, is, that is all uh, uh, definitely be part of the... Uh, of the transcendental action, so to speak. Uh, so when I, when I read that, I didn't propose uh, some sort of uh, oppressive culture of, of shyness. Uh, when we're looking at such things, we have to look at them very thoughtfully and very mature. And, and, uh, and we have to understand uh, how, how to present these things in a balanced way, because oftentimes uh, Vedic culture has been misused uh, to, uh, 
to oppress others, uh, whether it was uh, the Brahminical class oppressing other classes or whether the women were oppressed. Uh, that is not at all what we desire. We desire full expression. And, and when um, ladies are qualified also in devotional service, that is also uh, important. And if, a, uh, and if a lady is better at a particular service, then let her do that service. Uh, so not uh, the shyness law, right? But that shyness is is part of the of 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 a natural psychology. Uh, uh, that is also there, uh, and and that is a good quality. That is a good quality of the mode of goodness. Anyway. As I mentioned, the mode of goodness is secondary. And as, as Srila Prabhupada mentions in the, uh, in the purport, more important than that mode of goodness is, is transcendence. And our real thing is we're interested in love of God and in whatever way we can just actively serve Krishna. That is what we desire. That is what we desire. But illicit sex is a complication that can uh, damage our devotional service. Avritam jnanami te na yoginam ritjavairi na kama rupina kontea dushpurina nalena cha. Then we can become covered, covered by lust. And as a result, uh, we'll, we'll forget Krishna and devotional service and become caught up in the bodily concept of life. Therefore, uh, okay, male-female dynamics uh, it can easily uh, lead to sexual attraction. So that has to be dealt with with some care and culture. And in that case, uh, marriage, when the attraction is very strong and one wants to act above it, then marriage is, uh, is advised as a tool of the mode of goodness, right? nothing else. But uh, that's all Varnashram. And Varnashram is, is not transcendental. Uh, Varnashram is only uh, a support structure and therefore if it's not Sansidir Haritosanam or connected, then it is not, uh, not sufficient. Uh, yes, we are uh, happy to uh, to be speaking, uh, but at the same time, I'm also thinking of uh, of just uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm reading a little, and then I wanted to also sing a little bit. Somehow or other, today I feel like singing. But we'll read a little further. And our theme then is the Vishwadharma, love of God. Who therefore can tolerate the pangs of separation from that supreme personality of Godhead? He could conquer the gravity and passionate wrath of his sweethearts like Satyabhama by his sweet smile of love, pleasing glance and hearty appeals. 
when he traversed my earth's surface, I would be immersed in the dust of his lotus feet and thus would be sumptuously covered with grass, which appeared like hair standing on me out of pleasure. From Srimad Bhagavatam 1.16.35 Text There were chances of separation between the Lord and his thousands of queens because of the Lord being absent from home. But as far his connection with earth was concerned, the Lord would traverse the earth with his lotus feet, and therefore there was no chance of separation. When the Lord left the surface of the earth to return to his spiritual abode, the earth's feelings of separation were therefore more acute. Srimad Bhagavatam 116.35 purport. See, how lovely is the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, uh, that we just look at that, at the whole world in such a different way. Uh, instead of like, you know, we're looking at, yeah, the, the earth and we throw some garbage on top and we just, uh, you know, bulldoze it here and down. And now we're seeing the earth as a devotee. And we're seeing that all the queens in Dwarka cert certainly, uh, certainly, were feeling separation from Krishna regularly because Krishna would sometimes leave and so on and the queens would feel separation. But because while Krishna was on earth, he was always on earth. Therefore, the earth never felt separation. But then when Krishna finally left this planet, the earth felt so much separation, which was even stronger than the separation of the queens. So how wonderful to look upon the earth as a devotee. Uh, before in this concept of Vishwadharma, of just this love that could be adopted by the whole universe, um, we also took up the point of seeing all living beings connected to Krishna, and therefore love of God would include all the living beings and would include the, the creation of Krishna. And now we're seeing, we're seeing the earth, right? And we're seeing the earth in, as a devotee experiencing great separation from Krishna. And of course, we are remembering the uh, Bhumi Devi who appears in the form of a cow and Bhumi Devi who is uh, as a deity, right? Always, always devoted to Krishna. And the grasses grow spontaneously on her, her body and stand up like like hairs in ecstasy. Uh, how beautiful is this? Huh? How nice is Srimad Bhagavatam? Because it changes our vision. Uh, it changes our perspective. How nice is Shastra Shakshus? How nice is it to look with eyes uh, that are, are just... Uh, that are just uh, seeing now in a totally different way. That everywhere see devotees and now see the earth as a devotee. Yeah? How nice is it to know that from the Mahabharata that trees can see and hear. Did we ever think of that? That trees see and hear. But we are learning learning from scripture 
to see the world in a much more personal way, in a much more connected way. Uh, and we will not just cut the trees, right? But see the trees also uh, as, as closely and intimately connected to us. And so we're living in a spirit of love and respect all, respect the trees and respect all living beings, even an insect. Prabhupada took the insect on his finger, opened the window, and then let it go outside and said, I'm giving you the entire world. Hmm. But that vision, uh, Prabhupada hit, yes, not destroy. Uh, all right. There is a, we need a space which is clean where we can reside. Uh, anyway, how you does Takur share the cave with a, with a serpent? Uh, and he didn't mind. Uh, people that visited him, they, they took objection. They were worried. So finally Haridas said, all right, okay, okay. I will move out of this cave. The people said, it smells here like a snake. We are sure there is a snake here. You know, I mean, and we can smell the poison. It's like, this must be a huge snake in this cave. Well, it doesn't bother me, but if you, if you wish, I will move somewhere else. Then the Lord inspired that snake from the super soul to move out of the cave and that snake slithered out and it was a large snake with a jewel on the head and it had it was red blue and yellow in color and uh, of course snakes with jewels on the head we may not have seen but such snakes do exist uh, because there is more between heaven and earth than you know Horatio said Shakespeare and keeping that in our in mind, uh, uh, we should uh, we should not think that just because we have some education that we know everything. Rather, we should remain open, open-minded, open-hearted, like children, to discover the wonder of the world, because it is a fact. The wonder of the world is Krishna and Krishna's arrangement. And that wonder of the world will just continue and continue and continue to unfold itself to, the, to all. Uh, and so people are wandering around in the world, marveling at nature, but they don't see the even more wonderful and more marvelous presence of Krishna behind nature. That uh, we remember from that uh, hmm. from that excursion, uh, from the excursion that uh, Prabhupada, in the days when he was still preaching, uh, the the early days in New York in 1966, and there was an outing, uh, an outing with the matchless gift boys 
to Dr. Misra's ashram, where Prabhupada had been preaching before he moved to the Lower East Side and started the, the Manchester Gift Storefront. Mm. And then they all went there, and they stayed outside at Dr. Misra's ashram. And it was very, very, uh, very nice. It was summer, and Hayagriva was sleeping outside under the, under the sky. And, uh, and, and in the morning, he woke up very early, and he saw the sunrise. And he, uh, since Hayagriva was a man of letters, he and, and, and a professor in literature, he started to say, um, he presented a metaphor, like a painter who from his palette had put red streaks in the sky. Uh, we are appreciating the beauty of the, of the creation. And Prabhupada said, yes, yes, we are interested in the beauty of the creation in that it reveals something about the beauty of the Creator. Uh, this is it. So we see everywhere the beauty of the Creator. So the materialist is appreciating uh, the beauty of nature, and we see the beauty of the Supreme Lord behind that nature. And so the devotee sees everywhere devotees. Uh, I was thinking when the birds start start chirping in the morning, when the sun rises, this is in one sense also uh, a kirtan. Uh, they're glorifying the, the sunlight, which represents Krishna, and they're heralding it, and with joy they're celebrating. This spirit is the spirit of kirtan, celebrating celebrating the glory of the Supreme Lord. And so, in that mood, I'm now moving my camera a little bit, and I'm getting ready to do a little bit of kirtan. Okay, make the legs a little shorter. Yeah, oh, oh. Sorry about that. Yeah, you're seeing my ceiling, I know. You have to wait for a minute. Oh, yeah, here we are. Okay, let's have a look at this. Are we... It's still a bit high, but anyway, it's okay like this. You don't see the harmonium, but you can hear